Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Good? Wonderful. Great. Um, a, a decent amount of action as some of the uh, the club teams come off a hiatus and get things going on this one. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the Stevenson women in action. Talk about Team Maryland, and we'll start off with. Uh, we'll also have some some uh, postponements as well, and uh, we'll go to the Black Bears first. However, and we will go ahead and check them out. They went to Jamestown, New York, in this one. They went up to the western part of New York, and they took on the Rebels for the second time this year. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, they got like. Eight more matches against uh nope six more matches against them this year so uh not a lot last time they played there was in October they swept them trying to do the same this time and uh, came up a little short uh, especially uh on situations uh, Friday night uh, dictated the they they could not do it they almost did it though they almost pulled off the uh, the crazy comeback victory we'll start there they dropped a uh, four to three on Friday in a shootout but uh, things didn't go. Not the way they wanted it to go is uh, John Lundy, the captain of the Rebels, gets his 16th of the season on a tip shot from the point, goes past Luca DePasco. That makes it one nothing. Then seconds later, uh, Tyler Young gets called for an interference, and that was uh, kind of the trend for uh, Maryland going forward. A lot of penalties uh, given up by the Black Bears. They were able to kill that one, but another uh, checking from behind and a too-many-men uh, call uh, kind of went against the Black Bears in this one. And on that too many men call, Lundy again gets his second of the uh, the game, second of the matchup on the power play, just moving the puck around Jamestown did in a uh, solid way. And Lundy just uh, finds an opening, puts it home, makes it two to nothing on that one. Um, yeah, Black Bears just giving up uh, four, four power plays in this uh, period. So not great. Not a great start. Uh, things got frisky early. For the Black Bears, as Tyler Young gets into it with uh, uh, Ruse Bazin, uh, and uh, they get a five-minute major uh, a piece for fighting, ten-minute for a fighting, and Tyler Young gets an extra instigator, and that gives him Das Boot from the game. So, not a great time for Young, who had uh, who two weekends ago had a great, great weekend overall, and this one short-lived as he uh, he leaves the game only 22 minutes into it. Uh, for that one. Another fight broke out as Brad McNeil and Mitch uh, LeFay get into it. LeFay, uh, a little bit uh, taller in size McNeil. McNeil held his own, did a little rope-a-dope, get a, got a cross in, and knocked him down, got on top, and he wins that one on that. That kind of sparked the Black Bears as Laker Aldridge scores a uh, f- first goal. Stop me if you heard this one before. Uh, as he gets his 10th of the season from Matthew Davies, who has his 10th assist, and Aiden Bruich with his fifth assist just past the halfway mark of the uh, second period. Cuts the lead in half, and then with 40 seconds, seven seconds remaining on a power play, uh, Jack Varwerk gets his sixth of the year for Jamestown, making it 3-2-1 in this one. Uh, things were going pretty steady for Maryland. They were pushing. They were finally getting their, their legs underneath them. They were finally getting things working. And uh, alas, they finally were able to get pay dirt in this one very late in the game with only 2.04 remaining. Brad McNeil gets his third of the year, his first since October. 31-game span, getting that weight off his shoulder, his third of the year uh, from Jesse Horacek, his fourth assist. And Ryan Bottrell registering his 31st assist, which broke the record for single season 
uh, assist record for the Maryland Black Bears. So congratulations to Bottrell on that one. And that was with the extra attacker, too. So Maryland now cuts the lead to one, pulls uh, DePasco again. Wouldn't you know, Elliot LaRoe finds a uh, finds the puck in a slew of people. A great keep in by Jack Blanchett, though. He uh, jumps, gets the puck, keeps it in the line. He gets his eighth assist on that one on LaRoe's seventh. And La- Sean Kilcullen, secondary assist. Defense doing really great work on the blue line to keep the puck in, uh, in the offensive zone in that last second. Uh, 11.9 remaining, and they get the tie game. Overtime solved nothing. We go to a shootout. Uh, Brandon Piku, Ryan Bottrell did not score. Nolan Greer and Jack Varwerk uh, do, and that's all she wrote on this one. Black Bears down 4-3 to three in a shootout. Pick up a point at least, but go 6-8 uh, of eight on, the power, uh, on the penalty kill. Eight power plays given up. Not what you want to see in this one. And uh, the Black Bears also outshoot Jamestown, thirty-six to twenty-nine. Uh, most of it coming after the uh, the second intermission or the first intermission, as uh, Jamestown just kind of took it to them in the first part. There, uh, Luca DePasco, twenty-five saves in the uh, in the defeat. But Maryland turns around. They have to have a short memory as they go ahead and play Jamestown on Saturday night, and a little uh, and a little bit of a better game, I would say. Overall, as they take this one four to one, uh, things did get a little dicey though in the beginning, as uh, Maryland kind of back on their heels a little bit. They they had a good first couple shifts, and then Jamestown started to attack. Michael Morelli was crucial in net, um, but uh, it was only for a short time. And then Maryland started to turn on the Peppa in this one. Uh, it gets started just after the halfway point, 12, uh, 12.42 into the first period. Aiden Bruich, who's been trying a power move down the wing, cutting towards the net, trying to go near side, finally pays off uh, for the first time, I think, in a while, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He gets his eighth of the season. Trace Johnson, his third assist. Matthew Davies, his 11th assist on that. Then late in the game, or late in the period, rather, Brandon Piku. A great pass by Ryan Bottrell, drawing the defense to him. Piku just in the spot. Ready to go. Fires at home for his 16th of the season. Bottrell, 32nd assist. Van Wy, Luke Van Wy, his 23rd assist on the season. And then it only took another uh, 32 seconds before Brad McNeil gets his second goal in as many nights. Another power move by Aiden Bruich going down deep, picking it up, pushing it to McNeil. McNeil goes for his fourth. Bruich, that's his sixth of the, sixth of the season. And Aiden McDowell. His second assist of the year. Big news about him coming up here in a bit on that one. So it ends up three to nothing. They run uh, John Howe, who was uh, spectacular in Friday night's game. Nolan Suggs jumps in for the end of the first period, and uh, you know he was tested. Maryland outshot uh, Jamestown in the first two periods, uh, twenty-seven to nine. So Maryland's offense was really kicking in this one, but uh, Suggs was playing pretty well. Uh, it was only a uh, Second period goal by Brandon Piku, who, again, found the side of the net. Delayed call. Bottrell finds on the side net. Wide open. Boom. That's his 17th of the season. Bottrell, 33 assist, uh, 33rd assist. And Dimitri Kibrew, his 7th assist. And that was before the five-minute mark of the second period. Then things started to tip a little in terms of discipline. Again, the Black Bears uh, kind of getting into penalty troubles, including an extended five on three late in the second, but the penalty kill was solid in this one. Kill off that extended five on three. Kill off the extended double minor. They get things going. But then again, third period, quick one on Brockman. 
Um, high sticking. Luke Van Wy gets an interference call. That was kind of. Mm, mm. Um, well, he also got a tripping call that was kind of mm, earlier in the game. Uh, in any case, uh, able to, to stave that off, but then Max Hampstead uh, gets his eighth of the year just past the halfway mark of the third period for uh, Jamestown to get on the board. But that's all she wrote on that one, though. Michael Morelli, 16 saves. Not a lot of work, but kept him in it. A lot of spectacular saves from Morelli. Um, got, you know, like I said, didn't see a lot of pucks, but when he did, he was just stellar in net. I think he did very well for himself getting in this game. Uh, and they're, you know, goaltending is going to be key for this team, and they've got two good goaltenders. So it helps this team out a whole heck of a lot in this one. Four to one, the final. So where does this put us right now in the standings? Maryland, 48 points. Uh, they are second, they have four games in hand. On the New Jersey Titans, who are at 52 points, uh, they dropped both their games this weekend. They uh, they went uh, one or uh, one an overtime loss, and then won a uh, a regulation loss. A little bit of ground picked up there, four points behind. But you have to look behind them though too. Behind the Black Bears, it is kind of it's starting to get a little. I didn't realize how dicey it was getting until I saw Jamestown's uh, points uh, points for this whole situation. So Black Bears are up six points on uh, Johnstown. In third, that's only three wins, uh, you know, uh, and the Northeast Generals, 41 points, kind of hanging out there. So if the season were to end today, we'd be, you know, screwed out of a couple games, but it would be Maryland-Johnstown once again. Um, so that could be exciting. But can't look ahead uh, too far because there's a game tonight, Tuesday night. If you listen to this on Tuesday afternoon, uh, there's a game tonight in New Jersey, speak of the Devils. Well, not the New Jersey Devils, but the Titans. Uh, and they, that takes place at 7 o'clock Eastern on a Tuesday. Hockey TV's got the call for you on that. And then Johnstown, the aforementioned Tomahawks, will come into town. Military Appreciation Night, uh, one of those nights. I can't remember which. I want to say Saturday? Check tickets.marylandblackbears.com for all the information and what, uh, what the actual schedule is there. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, exciting week. Three more games in this long stretch for the Black Bears. Some news coming out of Black Bears camp this uh, Monday as well as I record this. Uh, Aiden McDowell has committed to Stevenson University uh, D3 in the UCHC. McDowell has been a three-year player for the Black Bears and has been a very heart and soul kind of guy back there on the blue line in the in the room. Uh, just Just a character person. Overall, as he is almost at ninety, almost at a hundred games uh, for Maryland Black Bears games played. He's played ninety-seven in regulation, which I will. I'm going to sidetrack here for a second. When I do, when I do my little non uh, unofficial kind of uh, stat keeping thing, it's two different things. It's it's playoffs, it's regular season. So I count the regular seasons. He's got three more games to play before he hits 100 for regular season, and he played one playoff game last year. So if you count that, he's two two games away. Either way, if he gets in the lineup the next two games, he will be uh, in there uh, for uh, for 100 games. So you know he's got three, two to three more games to go, depending on how you want to add him up. In any case, he's been a three year guy for the for the Black Bears, hampered with some injuries now and again. But a guy who's just hardworking, just a grit kind of player, and he's going to Stevenson, not too far from where he is right now, just up the road there in Owings Mills, and uh, playing at the Reisterstown Sportplex. So if you, you know, 
you guys want to check him out. If you guys get a free weekend, you can go up and check him out uh, next season. It'll be very uh, awesome to see. I'm glad he was able to make a commitment. I really like the, the, the moxie of this kid. Everything I've heard has been good. So um, congratulations to Aiden McDowell on that. Also, the Black Bears coaching staff got some good news. As for the second top prospects tournaments in a row, Clint Millamuck will go ahead and uh, get the coaching honors for the East Division. Of course, uh, the last top prospects tournament was held Robbie Cup Final Four, and he was the uh, uh, the, la- the last coach. I don't know, eliminate. I don't know how you want to say that. E- either way, uh, he will be behind the bench once again. And uh, Craig Doremus will be the assistant coach in this one. So uh, that's taking place February four or February seventh and eighth. I do believe that's a Monday, Tuesday coming up here. And those uh, those rosters are probably going to be announced here uh, in a bit um, for this. So uh, it's in it's in beautiful uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Cranberry Township. So they got that going for them. Uh, yep. So seventh and eighth East play at four p.m. Eastern on the seventh. And then uh, noon 30, uh, Tuesday, uh, on the 8th. So there we go. Uh, Rosters will be announced on tomorrow or today. So I will be very far behind that, but you guys know what the hell to do. It'll be a a fun time for everyone involved. So check that out. Stay tuned for everything. Go to MarylandBlackBears.com. Ticketstop.MarylandBlackBears.com for more. Short week for Team Maryland. They only had one game this week, and that's a game that uh, Johnny P., for a photographer extraordinaire was able to catch that's on the face off hockey show um that's on their facebook page at fohs radio on facebook to get those pictures there he was in the penalty box he kind of he might have got scared a little bit didn't take as many pictures it's fine these things happen uh but it was not a uh not a great time not a great time for team maryland this one as they took on the philadelphia little flyers and they uh, dropped this one five to nothing um as the uh you know the things got started off you know, kind of slow. Philadelphia getting pressure on, getting a lot of shots on. Uh, and then next thing you know, Vincent uh, Nicosia gets the first goal of the game with the only uh, 2.32 remaining in the first period. Uh, and that takes him in one nothing afterwards. No scoring in the second, though Team Maryland was getting more shots on, getting a little more offense, some sustainability on this one. And then the third period, oh boy, not, not fun. Not a great time had by many for Team Maryland. Philadelphia did have a great time, though. They popped four out of 22 shots in this one, in this period. Uh, Adam uh, Adam uh, Bovas gets the first of uh, the period's goals. 6.54 in, makes it 2 to nothing. Then he gets a second goal, even strength at 11-11, make a wish. Uh, towards the end of the frame, though, under three minutes remaining, uh, Jordan Camilla, he gets the 4 nothing goal, and then with the empty net, 201, Caleb Cathcart gets himself a goal. And that's all she wrote in this one. 5 nothing. Colin Burke with 39 saves. Saw a lot of pucks, stopped uh, a fair amount of them. Still not uh, not enough in this one. Maryland, Team Maryland does have a bit of a, uh, a lighter schedule this week. They only want to take on New Jersey on Wednesday at home. So another tough task. But with the amount of time that they're able, they were afforded to kind of rest up, refocus, get things going, uh, they can probably, uh, you know, have a solid, solid look in this one. New Jersey, lucky, lucky for the team, Maryland, their 14-game win streak was broken, uh, and uh, they are only three points ahead of Team Maryland. This one, Team Maryland's second spot, 45 points, 
with Protech and uh, Philadelphia right behind him. Very tight. Only eight points separate uh, fourth from first in the South Division. So uh, plenty to go along on this one as uh, we get geared up. Uh, playoffs just around the corner. Playoffs are just around the corner in this one. Hey, uh, before we get going in the college thing, a shout-out to the uh, the Chesapeake Bay Lightning, as I do believe they won the Las Vegas Women's Classic uh, championship in Vegas, shockingly enough. Uh, I did not see any results in this one uh, from them, but I did see results from the uh, the the uh, Carolina uh, Hurricanes women's uh, women's adult squad, and they said they pulled up second. I'm to assume that they took on Chesapeake Bay, and Chesapeake Bay lightning over Hurricane, as we all know. Um, so got that going for us. So shout out to all the ladies in that one. Congratulations! Hey, start of something. Uh, this going, you know, that's that's one one title town for the whole thing. And if I'm wrong, I'll strike this from the record in editing. But I don't think I am. I think that's how the thing turned out. Uh, but congratulations to the women. Either way, even even if uh, making it to the championship game, pretty solid in the new year. So a good start for the uh, the Chesapeake Bay Lightning. You can find them at Go Big Red Hockey on Twitter. And uh, follow them along. Always a good time to follow them. Great insight. Great little fun stuff. They keep things active. They keep things fun. So check them out for sure. Sticking with the uh, women's hockey in this one, we're going to go to uh, the good old Stevenson University as the women traveled up to uh, Pittston, Pennsylvania. The jewel. What are the crown jewels? In Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's crown. Uh, Stevenson went ahead, and they were terrible guests, as they just took everything. They win uh, Friday night or Friday afternoon, six to one over Kings College. Got started very early, eleven seconds early. Allie Gibson from Cali Joe Zaliga. That makes it one to nothing in quick order. Uh, took them five, uh, five more minutes after that. Then Cassie Campbell makes it two nothing uh, from a pass from Brianna Crossan and Gracie Payne makes it two nothing. Kings gets on the board as uh, Annie Quinpad uh, gets uh, gets a gets a goal eight forty seven in. But with the response, a mere thirty nine seconds later, Caitlin Reed from Cassie Campbell and Raman Caswell makes it three to one at the break. And, uh, boy, shots were 22-5 in that frame. So, offensively, Stevenson, uh, if the 3-1 scoreline didn't tell you that, uh, the shot line should tell you that. Uh, Kaylee Joe Zaliga gets her uh, gets herself a goal in this one, 350 into the second. T. Ferreira and Maddie Silverman on the assist. And then things kind of got a little back and forth, a little back and forth. Ski Kings uh, trying to withhold the pressure, withstand the pressure in this one. Uh, but couldn't for long. Uh, T. Ferrara gets a goal in uh, the 12:47 mark. Paige Sullivan and Elizabeth Goudreau on the assist, and then Ferrara liked it so much, she's like, "I'm not gonna do it again." Under two minutes later, a minute 56 later, she gets her second from Zaliga and Gibson, six to one, and that's all she wrote on that one. Even though Stevenson got 23 shots in on the third period, nothing went by. Uh, Stevenson wins six to one. 63 to 14 were the shots in this one. 
both uh, Sid Dahl and Hannah Bowers of uh, Kings. Uh, you know, much respect to them to face so much shot, so many shots in this one. Ansley King, thirteen saves in the victory, upping her record to five three and zero. Saturday afternoon, a little bit more of the same as Stevenson. Uh, they win five nothing on this one. They shut them out, uh, and it was the Trim Barkless show to start things off. As Barkless eight twenty in. Uh, gets her first goal of the game from Ashlyn Bray, making it one nothing. And then five, uh, less than five minutes later, she gets her second of the game from Paige Sullivan and Elizabeth Goudreau, two to nothing going in to the first intermission. Again, the uh, shots were a little bit lopsided, eighteen to three in that frame. Barkless said, "You know what? Uh, I'm I'm going to go score once again." as uh, she pots one with uh, under five minutes remaining in the second from Goudreau and Megan Swick for the Natty Boo Hattie Haunt as uh, she gets her natural hat trick in this one, 21-3, the shots in the uh, second period. So, again, a lot of rubber being faced by uh, Hannah Bowers in this one. She was she was solid, all things considered. When you look at all the things that have happened, she was, she was very solid in this game. Uh, and then uh, Cassie Campbell gets a unassisted goal in the third with uh, under eight minutes remaining. And Ashlyn Bray with 15 seconds left. Potsy and empty netter unassisted for the 5 nothing victory. Olivia DeGuire, her first college shutout, 11-save effort in this one. And uh, that brings uh, her to a 5-8-0 record. That brings Stevenson to an overall record of 8-8-0. So uh, huge in this one. Uh, for Stevenson to get back to 500 on there. They will go ahead and they will take on Lebanon Valley at Lebanon Valley Friday and Saturday. Uh, you go to Go Mustang Hockey for that one at Stevenson uh, at Stevenson Hockey on Twitter. Uh, and guess what? Trinity Barkless, MAC Offensive Player of the Week. Three goals on 11 shots on the weekend. Third career hat trick for her in conference play. So uh, awesome Awesome for uh, her to get a uh, little nomination in that one, little recognition after a solid, uh, solid weekend for her. We head towards the Naval Academy, and the Naval Academy headed towards uh, south uh, southeast Pennsylvania area as they went on and took on uh, Temple, and they took on Westchester. Apparently, some people say it's the best Chester. I would possibly disagree. In any case, they go up there, try to get that sweet wah-wah, but they got a nice little sweep even if they didn't get some sweet wah-wah in this one. Uh, started off uh, pretty back and forth for this one. Navy just a feeling out period between them and Temple, but it wasn't until the uh, 5-10 remaining in the first when John Mullen pots his 11th of the year from Justin Carl getting his first assist of the season. That made it one nothing going into the, uh, the intramission. Then Nick Allen with his eighth goal of the season, only 47 seconds in. No feeling out period there. He pots one home quick, making it 2 nothing. Michael Rokovic on the assist, his 16th of the season. Temple then started to get a little bit pressure back. Uh, Sean McDowell gets his second of the season just before the halfway mark. Makes it 2-1, to one, and they tie it up in the, uh, with 5.05 remaining in the second. Julian Rudolph on the power play, uh, his seventh of the year. Ties it up going into the break. Uh, the only power play goal of the game. Navy, a lot of penalty trouble in this one, giving up six power plays and, uh, you know, getting bit on one of them. Not really great. But luckily, John Mullen decided he's going to sandwich this game. Late it to the last uh, last second heroics as Navy just 
took it to Temple in that third period, outshooting them, outchancing them. Uh, in that, John Mullen gets his 12th of the season, and that's all she wrote. That was with uh, under three minutes remaining, 247 to be exact. Navy wins. Navy wins 3-2 to two in this one. Chaz Doherty gets himself a win, 21 uh, saves in this one for the victory at the Igloo Ice Arena. They travel then a little ways over to Westchester. Again, people say it's the best Chester. I would like to disagree highly. But this one was a tight one. It was it was tight, like a just not it. Mm, away you go. Uh, and uh, they, they, again, get things going quickly in this one as uh, Matthew Cho gets his first goal of his Navy career in the first few minutes of the game. And that was the scoring. That was it. A one nothing victory in this one. Things chirping back and forth because I guess there was no music playing. Uh, Chaz Doherty with another big, big win for himself in this one. Fist pumps a bopping. And uh, they win one comp. Big sweep for the weekend uh, as they look ahead now to Towson and Lehigh coming into McMullen uh, Ice Arena. Uh, so we will have to see what goes on from that one because it should be a good one. It should be a preview because we had another preview of this one, of the Crab Pot Tournament that will take place here in February. Uh, that is uh, February 11th and 12th coming up here soon uh, as we get things going towards the end of the season Yeah, uh, on that. And speaking of Stevenson University, they took on uh, Georgetown uh, on Friday night. I tried to catch some of the game um, as it was senior night and things were uh, things were waiting to go on that one. But uh, I did. I saw it was five to five tie at the end, and then the broadcast cut out, and then I didn't see what the uh, the game was, the uh, the game the ending of the game was. So um, ACHA doesn't have their stats updated on this one as I'm refreshing right now. So. Um, that sucks um, just to not give props to how that because that that was back that was a very back and forth game from when I watched on that you know Georgetown and, and Stevenson really going at it very tight not tight knit it and ready to go so um, there's that one uh, in all of this uh, but then there was a preview of the crab pot tournament as uh, the uh, the Stevenson University Mustangs took on and hosted the Towson Tigers um, so. It was uh, it was not not a good time for Stevenson. A great time for Towson. They are up four to nothing after the first, and really showing uh, and really taking it out on Stevenson after the weekend uh, that Towson had prior to this at RIT. Uh, things got started early as Zach Wegeman two forty in gets one from Jake Lissy, making it one nothing. Uh, then Stevenson holding them off, holding things back, making sure things were going well, and then. 12:24. Lissy gets himself from Wegeman back and forth on that one. It's two to nothing. Then a minute and 20 seconds later, Tyler Mercier from Ben Murphy and Bobby Jones makes it three nothing. And then Jack Callahan just before the period ends at 3:50 from Bobby Jones and Tyler Mercier making it four to nothing after one. And then it kept on going five nothing after two. Jack Callahan from Mercier and Murphy again on that one. Uh, and then they score three more goals. Stevenson scores one more. And then Brendan Jesse actually scored the goal for the Mustangs 
in the third period. Uh, but other than that, no goal scoring to be reported, no score sheet, and that's all she wrote on this one as uh, Stevenson ends their home conference or their home set of pl- games uh, downed to uh, to Towson 8-1. to one. Uh, up to Ryder, up to Rowan next week. Jersey, uh, Jersey specials for Stevenson University, and we will see what they can do in that one. Towson, they had another game. They took on George Mason on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Uh, they uh, they went down to uh, the uh, or they they hosted them actually, and they were they were not they they the George Mason was not great guests. I will tell you that six to one Mason wins. Uh, in this one, Steve Thomas gets himself. I guess they call him Stumpy. I don't know. First goal of the season, uh, just over halfway point, uh, and then uh, again his second of the season. Three, not three minutes after that, makes it two to nothing. Mason going into the intermission. George Mason twenty four ten on shots. Woof <laughs> on that one. Uh, the uh, George Mason keeps on going. Quinn Alley, his second of the year, seven thirty seven into the second period. Uh, gives uh, a 3-0 lead to that, but Towson gets one back late with uh, under uh, with, with 106 remaining. I'm not going to say under 110. That's silly. Justin Brown, his 12th goal of the season from Colin Mercier, uh, cuts it to 3-1, and then Mason took over from there. Matthew Price uh, pots his fifth of the season, 7-6 into the frame, 129 left. Cameron Smith gets his 21st of the season, and then with 56 seconds on the power play, Patrick Fergus, his ninth of the year, 6 to nothing. Or six to one, rather, the scoreline in this. Daniel Ludwig, forty-nine saves in the defeat. Like I said, Towson at Navy on Friday. They will take on, I think, Duquette. Is that initials that they have in their schedule? That's who they take on Saturday at at Ice World. So uh, they will stay close to home in this one, and they will be fighting and clawing and hoping for the best. On the other side of things, Navy's women and Navy's D2 squad both had their uh, weekend's plans canceled due to COVID protocol of their opponents, so they decided to face off against each other in a little scrimmage, a little exhibition, and, you know, kind of see where each uh, where they're at, have some fun. People are going to come out to the game, and they did. It was a very good crowd, very good support for the uh, mids in this one. The men win 7 nothing. It's not about that, though. Uh, it's about just being able to get out there and play. It's on their. Uh, it's on the uh, Brigade Sports Complex web's uh, YouTube channel. If you want to watch it, um, just check it out and s- see how it was. I thought it was a pretty good game. I think that everyone came out looking okay, despite the scoreline. Uh, Julia Chenoweth faced a lot of shots in, in this one. Um, the uh, offense was pretty good. The D two defense was solid. The offense for D two obviously was very very well uh, well represented. So. A uh, a nice little scrimmage there, a nice little just to get on the ice, not to waste the ice time and get things going on that one. So we mentioned the uh, the women's uh, women's game got canceled, uh, so they're supposed to play West Virginia. That didn't happen. They'll play Loyola next at Loyola at Ice World this weekend. That's going to be a very good matchup, of course. Uh, well, Loyola is their first game back, I think, from break, uh, and it's going to be a good. Uh, as they will take on Navy, who is number two ranked in the uh, Southeast Division in the ACHA. So uh, Loyola, I think, was fifth or sixth at last count on that one. Stevenson's men's, they also had to take a weekend off uh, again. They had to do uh, COVID protocols and all that stuff. If they are better, they will take on uh, Utica and Nazareth on the road this weekend. So we will see 
what comes of that. Hopefully, they're all good. They're all set to go, and uh, they will be ready for this road trip to to hopefully keep their, uh, you know, keep a little bit momentum going into the playoffs. They're going to have to make up those those other two sets, I'm sure, but um, we will see how that goes from that. Also, University of Maryland, as men were supposed to play this weekend at Delaware on Friday and then two against Xavier uh, Friday or Saturday, Sunday. Those did not go off <coughs> due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, assuming, again, we always have to assume protocol until they say otherwise. But uh, Maryland will take on Georgetown next at Georgetown this weekend. Uh, so we will have coverage of that coming up next weekend or next week. Because in, in, obviously that's how it goes. We can't do it now because the game hasn't happened. So we really can't talk on it, right? Let's get to some players. As uh, Sam Annis continuing the hot streak, he uh, last week played three games, had uh, three points in him, had an assist on Wednesday and a win against the uh, Charlotte Checkers. Uh, and then on Friday, had a goal and uh, in the loss to Charlotte. And then Sunday, a goal and an overtime loss to Bridgeport. Put him at 27 points in 35 games. Also, as we speak right now, uh, carrying a eight-game point streak for your Springfield Thunderbirds. Uh, Anthony Domina, uh, go to Severna Park. Wild one. Against Bismarck, the North Iowa Bulls dropping one nine to seven, but Demina had a uh, two assists in that one, getting him to ten on the year, and uh, twelve points overall in the season for the Severna Park native. Uh, in this one, Aaron Dazo had a split weekend. He uh, won on Saturday five to th- or Friday five to three, uh, seventeen saves in that one. But then uh, against the uh, Dubuque Fighting Saints, uh, got pulled. Uh, just over midway, uh, stopping 20. He gets the loss in that one as Green Bay drops that one 6-1. to one. Andrew Takis, uh, he got himself uh, – he had, he had a game on Friday night, a 5-4 to four OT loss, uh, stopped 26-31 to 31 in that one, and he did not play on Saturday uh, in another loss uh, New Jersey put out there. Uh, five, uh, three to one was the final in that one. Small, uh, small player size in this one. That's okay. We move onward and upward. I do have to check on one thing, however, and I will check this uh, with the magic of editing. And yeah, nothing yet on Lacey Eden. Whether or not she will be, uh, she'll be rejoining Wisconsin after she, uh, well, did not make the uh, the uh, women's uh, U.S. team. So, don't know what's happening there. Don't know what's going on. But we will move onward and upward uh, from there. So, there you have it. We have uh, done it. It's another one in the books. Is there something else coming on the horizon? Maybe Wednesday night? I don't know. Maybe Thursday afternoon? Probably. We'll see about that. So, take a subscribe if you haven't already. If you haven't and you're listening to this, well, you know, how, why? Why haven't you subscribed yet? Help us help you. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. You tell two friends, they tell two friends. We get this thing all over the world. Uh, that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week on the uh, Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. On the socials, at Chesapeake HWPod on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And then ClutchingCrabHockey.com is the website for all my musings and rusings. Don't know what that last word meant. We'll go on from there. 
Uh, but you guys stay safe. Be well. We will uh, talk to you sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Uh, play that clutch and crab hockey, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.